Hey guys, welcome back to Merlin's Castle. I'm your host, Destiny, and today I have my co-host, Donna. Hello. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Harry. And we're going to be talking about him... Because I feel like whenever Harry is talked about, we usually talk about like his achievements. As, you know, the boy who lived and all that shit. But we wanted to separate the two and see how he was different in you know how he was viewed by different people but also yeah so we're also going to be talking about how certain people viewed him whether they viewed him as just Harry or just a hero or both and just different things like that and we're going to be comparing how much we know about him as Harry the person as opposed to all the things we've heard about Harry the hero so yeah Anyway, to start off, we're going to talk about Harry as a person. So when we get to the Hogwarts part, we're going to try to skirt around all the stuff that he had to do and just be talking about like his academic, ugh, academic achievements and his, you know, how he did in school and stuff like that. But anyway, to start, um, so as we know, you know, Harry was born in 1980, Halloween of 1980, um, and... No, my bad. <laughs> His parents died in Halloween of 1980. I meant to say he was born in July of 1980. Um, and we don't know much about, from when, you know, we don't know much about his life before his parents died. We only know, like, snippets from future things. Like, you know, we know about the letter that Sirius, or no, Lily once wrote to Sirius when they were in hiding um, about how Harry was enjoying the room the broomstick that Sirius got him for his first birthday. Um, we know that the Potters had a cat. Um, and, you know, so we know that Harry was a happy baby from, at least from when he was born up until he was 15 months, I think it was. Um, and, you know, we know his parents were involved in his life mainly because they had to be concerned, you know, you're in hiding, there's not much else you can do, but we know that he, they loved him. Um, but then, of course, we know that they were both killed um, Halloween of 1981, and from there, Harry doesn't have, he, you know, he loses all protection besides the protection of his mother's love that keeps him alive, he loses the physical protection of his parents, and he loses the love of an adult, let alone a, a parental, a parental figure. He just loses the love of an adult, period. Because, you know, once he's sent to the Dursleys, he's basically shoved out of the way and forgotten about. Um, I mean, we don't, we don't know much, like, we don't really know anything. We only know, like, because if you remember, Donna, um, when reading Switcher Stone, it says about how over the years Harry spent Harry spent the next ten years being pinched and prodded by his cousin Dudley and stuff like that. So we don't really know anything about his life from two to ten years old. Yeah, from two to ten. Because it kind of, the story kind of picks up again just before he turns eleven. What right. do you think? Like, have you thought about what 
life could have been like for him and stuff like that during that time that we don't get to find out about. Well, it shows that um, they mainly focus more on... They put him in the cupboard under the stairs, which I don't think that's safe to put a kid into, especially because cupboards can have, like... Well, Harry's cupboard had spiders in it, for one. And, I mean, spiders can be poisonous. I don't... um, And all that. Some spiders can be poisonous, so why would they put a child in a cupboard where there's spiders, you know? Um, um, well, it's safe to say that Harry got all of Dudley's hand-me-downs. Yeah. Um, um, he didn't have a proper birthday with celebration with birthday presents every year, like most kids. Um, as as noticed because on his 10th birthday he was given a coat hanger and socks exactly um none of the pictures uh on the in the living room and on the fireplace had included harry so he was probably neglected and excluded from a lot of big events um always sent to mrs fig's house with cats all these cats um um he didn't receive proper christmas presents because aunt marge gave him a box of dog biscuits when he was eight Yeah. Uh, yeah he didn't have a happy childhood no he didn't i mean like you said like the cupboard isn't a place for any child like I mean, it was obvious that that cupboard was probably used for, like, you know, junk before Harry was moved into the house. And, I mean, how much more obvious can it get, like, can you get to show that you don't want a child around by, you know, shoving them in a cupboard where nobody would ever put a kid unless they didn't want them? Because it's just like... You know, the, the the and the worst part is the fact of how they have a guest bedroom and Dudley has a second bedroom that he doesn't actually use. Like, there's a bed in that room. It's, it's not like there wasn't a bed in that room and they had to get a bed. But even so, like I said, they have a fucking guest room that was more than, you know, it's not like there was no furniture in the guest room. They had that guest room that had a bed and everything. And then they have Dudley's second bedroom for his toys, like, there, there was no toys on the bed as far as we were concerned, so there was absolutely no reason why Harry couldn't stay in that second bedroom from day one. It was simply because they hated, you know, Petunia hated him being there that much that she's like, you know, keep him out of the way. I, I don't want to see him at all, and no better way to do that than keeping him in a fucking cupboard, and it's just, it's, it's just so fucked up. It, that's, you know, that's, I mean, that's also another reason as to why Harry never grew to as tall as he probably should have been because he was shoved into this, you know, small space that nobody should be shoved into. So that would have impacted his growth spurt. That and obviously the, mal- the malnourishment as well. The fact that he never got stable a stable amount of food and regular meals until he started at Hogwarts 11 years, well, 10 years too late. Um... 
But yeah, he, he definitely did not have a happy childhood. And I mean, we've talked about this before, but the fact it still irritates me and it will continue to irritate me that one man, simply because he was chief warlock of the Wisingamla, was allowed to decide where this child, you know, where one child lives. And it's just like, I don't understand that. Like, had, had Harry been anybody else with family, like, with direct descendants, like, if he had, like, any um, aunts or whatever that were visiting folk, I mean, not, not Michael's, but, like, if he had, like, an aunt on his, if he had, like, an aunt on his father's side or whatever, then they would have jumped in. It's It's just crazy to think that had, you know, had the, either had the Potters been a little bit more prepared by putting down even more names than they did, like by James putting, I don't know, Andromeda down, or just one other person, if they'd put down one other person, they could have saved, you know, Harry could have been saved by, saved from going to the Dursleys, because at least even if the will was never read, like as we know it wasn't, that person would know that if anything ever happened, I'm going to, you know, I I have been given custody of Harry. So, like, say Minerva had been put down on the will if Sirius wasn't able to take care of Harry, well, then she could have been like, no, Dumbledore, you're not sending him to his muggle relatives who don't even like magic. Like, Lily and James put me down as one of Harry's guardians, should they not, should they no longer be available to take care of him, you know, should something happen to them, so I'll take him, and, and that could have saved so much, you know, that, that could have saved, that could have saved Harry from so, so much, because, you know, there's so much unsaid, especially once he gets to Hogwarts, but the fact of how, you know, just from that one comment, um, that, Vernon makes when uh, Hagrid finds him on the shack. He says, you know, we were hoping we could stomp the magic out of you. That alone, that I feel like that comment alone confirms the fact of how Harry was definitely physically abused. It may not have been to a wide scale, but there was definitely, they definitely laid hands on him beyond well, just... I don't loop. get is why Hagrid didn't take him in if he knew this was if he heard if he heard what Vernon had said why I don't get why Hagrid didn't take him in I think <clears throat> my bad I think the reason why Hagrid never stepped in was probably because he respected Dumbledore too much and as far as he was concerned you know Dumbledore told him that Harry has to stay at the Dursleys and so he's gonna do whatever Dumbledore says especially because you know it's only thanks to Dumbledore that um, Hagrid was able to stay at Hogwarts and eventually get the gamekeeper a job. So I think just like Remus, Hagrid always felt indebted to Dumbledore, so he was never going to go against anything that Dumbledore had said, unless he saw a really good reason to. But because I feel like maybe if Harry had, if Harry had ever said anything to Hagrid directly then maybe Hagrid might have done something, probably. 
but I tried to do some, we tried to talk to Dumbledore, or, you know, try to talk to someone, but I think unless Harry had said something himself to Hagrid, Hagrid was never going to go against Dumbledore. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, like I said, you know, there's not much known about in between Harry leaving his parents in Hogwarts, but we talked about what there is known, like what we do know. So, moving to his Hogwarts years, you know, we've got his finally, after Hagrid finds him, finally he's gonna, he knows that he's getting away somewhat, he's going to Hogwarts, and he knows that he'll be able to stay there because it's a boarding school. Obviously not full-time, but it's time away from Dursley, so he's happy. And, you know, he's, he enters the wizarding world for the first time, or first time in, first time in his memory anyway. Um, and, you know, he's seeing Diagon Alley, and he's in awe of all of the magic around them, and just all these things that he never knew existed. Um, and, you know, I mean, Harry didn't even know that he had money. Like, he thought that considering Vernon said that he wasn't going to pay, he wouldn't be able to go to Hogwarts. Um, but also, even though it's not said, it's pretty much obvious that, it's obvious to the reader that Hogwarts is paid for as soon as, like, I think Hogwarts is paid for as soon as um, your child's name appears in the Book of Acceptance. Like, I think as soon as they get accepted. So as soon as they're born, their name is put down in the Book of Acceptance, I think. And I think that's when the payment for Hogwarts is made. I'm not quite sure how it works. It's never been talked about, but I think that's how it goes. Um, either yeah. that or either that or the goblins, you know, like do the transactions for them. I, I don't know. I wanna look into that. Um but yeah, so like I said, he goes to he goes to Gringotts, he finds out that he has like a huge pile of gold. And Harry was never from that first visit, there's so much there there's there's a few things wrong with that first visit to Gringotts. The fact of how Hagrid has his key and Harry is so uneducated about the ways of the wizarding world that he doesn't Shady. know that nobody should have his key but him. So, you know, when Hagrid has his key, he doesn't ask back for like he doesn't ask Hagrid for the key back. Like he doesn't question Hagrid as to why he has the key and be like, you know, can I have it for this? Because I mean, like, if it were me or you or anyone else, I'm sure the average person would be like, well, why the hell does this guy have my key? Like what is he doing with it, you know? Why why does the head why did the headmaster have my key? It doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. Like I've never met him before. Because obviously, like I said, you know, Herod wouldn't remember him wouldn't remember shit from when he was a little, little baby, so presumably you'd expect him to be wondering why Dumbledore had his key and why Hagrid has his key at that moment. Right. Um, but yeah, like I said, Harry was so uneducated so he didn't know that nobody was supposed to have his key but him. And then also, like I said, he doesn't know that he would have had more vaults, not just the trust fund vault, because every, at least in, I don't know how it works with the, um, at least I know of old families, I don't know about how it works for all wizarding families, but we at least know for the old wizarding families, like the Potters, Malfoys, Longbottoms, um, all of those families, that, um, the children have a trust a trust vault and then there's a family vault and then I believe 
I'm not sure if the parents have separate vaults. But I think so. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That would make sense for them to have separate vaults. Um, so Harry, you know, Harry never knew that there would, he would have had his trust vault, he would have had his mom's vault, and then probably the family vault, if James didn't have his own personal vault as well. Um, and Harry never inquired about that because he didn't know that that was a thing. And it just shows that, it all, you know, it just shows how Dumbledore wanted to keep him in the dark because if he didn't, well, then Dumbledore might have mentioned it to him somewhere down the line that Harry, you know, you have more than what you've already seen or, you know, I think, I don't, I don't know about you, but I think it's a little bit suspicious about how suspicious that Harry never, ever receives letters from Gringotts because we always see in certain fanfics, we always see Harry receiving a letter and the goblins are confused as to why he's never received letters from them before. Because it, considering he's the last member it, of his, you know, considering he's the last member of his family, he should have received a lot of letters over the years. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like Dumbledore purposely blocked blocked Harry from receiving all his statements. He, I feel like he somehow manipulated the goblins into um, giving in to his demands and obliviated them, um, but made sure that they knew that they couldn't, made sure that it was blocked and all that, um, because I feel like if Harry knew all this, then obviously Harry would try to run away to one of his other properties, and I guess uh, Dumbledore wouldn't have wanted him to to have that luxury of running away and starting a new life elsewhere. Yeah, I know, absolutely, absolutely. And, right, exactly, like, I, I definitely agree with you, either um, Dumbledore obliviated them, but at the same time, I'm not sure if he would have been able to get away with that. So I feel like he probably made himself Harry's, you know, Harry's guardian and made the goblins send all of Harry's mail to him. So Harry never got anything. Because beyond bank statements, had Harry been getting all of his letters, he would have been getting hundreds and hundreds, hundreds and thousands of fan mail every day as well considering you know there's there's so many people that wanted to write for him that wanted to write to him Mm -hmm. when he did those interviews and stuff so even before then I imagine that he would have had loads and loads of letters each day sent to him had Dumbledore not been blocking his mail not been um waylaying his mail um so yeah that that's another thing Harry was um, Harry was what do you call it? He was purposefully. I mean, t- to start with, he was purposefully left in the Muggle world so that he couldn't grow up and find out all the things that you know that, that we just talked about, like how he's the last member of his family, and so he needs to be keeping in touch with the goblins and all these different things that <coughs> that he probably would have known had his parents not been killed. At least he would have known some of it. Like, maybe some of it James wouldn't have taught him because he doesn't 
follow the pure blood ways, but there's at least some of it that James definitely would have told Harry about, specifically the number of vaults that they have and, you know, about how he's the only one who should ever have his vault key and simple things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then another thing to note where I'm pretty sure Dumbledore was involved, I I, I don't know what you think, but I'm still not sure whether the whole forgetting to tell Harry about the platform number, well, not the platform number, about how to get onto the platform on September, on September 1st, whether that was on purpose because it was Dumbledore's orders or if it, that was just Hagrid being forgetful. What do you think? I feel like it was planned because we uh, we read in the books that um, that Molly pretends to forget what platform to be on. Yeah. Um, and her kids have to remind her, and then and then she purposely has them go in through the wall for everyone to see, including the Muggles. Mm. You know. Yeah, which makes it pretty purposeful. Yeah, I know you're right. And it's just like, uh, that just really, really irritates me. It's like, Dumbledore didn't want to let Harry have any independence. Like, he's choosing his fucking friends for him. Like, oh my god, it's just, it's just gross. Like, uh, it, it makes my skin mm-hmm. fall. It, it's so gross. Like, yeah, I know, it, it's, uh, it's so obvious that that's a setup because the fact of how you don't, for starters, you don't see anybody else before them go through the muggle go through the muggle entrance. They're the only family that just so happens to go for the muggle entrance. And also, like you said, you know, she's got she's got kids that's already that have already been to Hogwarts, so she's just not like she doesn't fucking know where the platform is. And she doesn't know the number. She purposefully was being super loud so that Harry would come over and hug. I d I don't it's like it really astounds me how none of these adults can like think for themselves and just be like, why are we, why are we going along with the manipulation of a little boy, like, uh, of, a, of a child? It, it's just, really? It's crazy how, how these adults are oblivious to exactly. what, to what, and Dumbledore claims itself for the greater good, but what even is the greater good? <laughs> exactly, exactly. It seems like it's the greater good for some people, but it's at the expense of people's lives and so much destruction and it, 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 it's it's fucked up it's a really warped sense of sick justice i guess i, I don't know i really don't know mm-hmm. but um yeah i know like like you know like i said like i can understand why i haven't ever said anything because he feels dead it's Dumbledore. but um i don't feel like the weasleys were indebted to dumbledore my else i don't think so so I don't know why the hell Molly went along with it. It's just, it's just, ugh, it, it, it's really confusing. But anyway, Unless... so you have Harry getting onto the train. Mm-hmm. He's the twins first. I really miss he just met the twins and then, you know, stayed with the twins. But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, Sadly. Yeah. But yeah, he meets the twins. They go off the train. They mention to their mom that they've met Harry Potter. And then, ugh, yeah, Ginny going, can I go see him, can I go, huh? I feel like when she pulled Ron aside to rub, to rub the smudge off his nose, Uh he, uh, she whispered to him to 
villain befriend Harry. That's very possible, I know. That is very, very possible. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past her. And again, it would probably be on Dumbledore's orders. So yeah, no, that wouldn't surprise me. Never thought about that. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. Um, especially considering it's like, yeah, they were late, but I'm pretty certain that not every compartment gets, um, gets filled up on the train. So I really don't believe him when he was like, all the other compart, all the other compartments are full. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. And I don't feel mm-hmm. like you went the whole length of the train for all the compartments to be filled anyway. Like, I feel like you probably just walked a little bit. Like, I doubt, I doubt the compartment that Harry was sitting in was even that far down the train. So I was just like, yeah, no, you just wanted an excuse to sit with Harry Potter. Like, be honest. Exactly. <sighs> Plus, I feel like the compartments have an expansion charm, so they can't have been full. That's possible. Yeah, no, that's very possible. You, you wouldn't wouldn't surprise me concerning the magic, the magical train so yeah no that's very possible um <clears throat> what else was I gonna say so obviously you know he meets he becomes friends with Ron blah 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 um he meets Neville and Hermione um kind of skip we can kind of skip past the train right because not particularly important to talk about um, getting to mm-hmm. Hogwarts. Um, Harry, the sorting, when Harry does the sorting, once again, he's already been told, you know, Hagrid was telling him about how there's never been a wizard who wasn't fucking evil, who was in Slytherin, complete lies, but whatever. Um, Ron was all like, Slytherin, bad, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, He's very clearly biased towards Slytherin and hates them. Um, so Harry's mm-hmm. heard nothing good about Slytherin so far. And Hermione's been talking about how Gryffindor's the best, especially because Dumbledore was in there, was sorting into the house. Hardly makes it the best, but whatever. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's all this bias that Harry's hearing. He never hears a neutral opinion of any of the houses really which is pretty sad um because I I I think he could have actually made it in any of the houses like I don't think it's just Slytherin or Gryffindor definitely probably leans most towards Slytherin or Gryffindor but I think he could have made it in any of the houses I feel Um, like he leans more towards Slytherin than Gryffindor I completely agree I completely agree like his upbringing his upbringing molded him to have the traits of a Slytherin because, you know, Harry basically was surviving for the past, for the first, for the past 10 years of his life. He's been surviving. He's been trying to do everything he can to stay alive, you know, learning how to sneak around, um, different things like that. So, yeah, I know. I don't feel like he had the making of a Gryffindor when he got to Hogwarts. It was simply the fact of how so then it had been shown as this really dark and scary house. And Gryffindor had been shown as this shiny, awesome house. But anyway, he goes into Gryffindor. Um, and that's basically the end of any prospects that, you know, any prospects for him having any friends in Slytherin. That was just never going to happen once he got into mm-hmm. Gryffindor. 
maybe, again, we, we've talked about this many times, it could have happened and probably would have happened if he had ended up befriending, say, Neville first or the twins first. Like, if it had been the twins and then Neville, <clears throat> I think things could have ended up very differently. Um, but he had two friends who were possibly even more close-minded than him. And, mm-hmm. you know, Harry was easily influenced simply because he never had friends before. So that was definitely something that weighed heavily against him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so first year, Harry, he's an average student. But I really do think that had he not had, you know, had he not had to hide his intelligence for so long with the Dursleys, and did he not, if he didn't have Hermione as a friend, or such a close friend, like, I'll, so basically, um, me and a friend of mine were talking a couple days back, and we were talking about how it would have been better if either Harry wasn't friends with Hermione at all, or they were like, you know, just on friendly terms, but not so much close friends. Or even, mm-hmm. <laughs> she even came up with the theory, like, say, if they had been, like, distant cousins or something. But just, if her body had had less of an influence on Harry, you know, Harry could have definitely then felt more comfortable in eventually um, working to his full potential. Because, of course... Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to happen straight away once he got to Hogwarts because, you know, he has to get out of, he has to have time to get out of that mindset that he doesn't actually need to dumb himself down anymore. But I feel like maybe partway into the term, maybe like by Christmas or something, he would have slowly come to accept that it's okay for him to do well. It's okay for him to show how smart he really is. And I think then he would have truly excelled in his classes. I mean maybe not be like top student and maybe he'd never be a really studious person but I definitely think he would have gotten even better grades than he did because he would have known that he didn't have to dumb himself down or be afraid of you know feeling like anyone was going to feel threatened by his marks and because you know Hermione felt threatened by anyone who was as smart as her even if it happened to be one of her best friends, which is pretty sad, but mm-hmm. that that's how things were. What do you have to say I, about, like, his first year? I feel like if he... If his friends weren't already predestined for him, mm. um, he would have been able to choose his own friends by the middle of the first term. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. That's very true. Like I could, I could definitely see Harry and Neville blossoming a friendship pretty quickly, especially because you know they both lost their parents in a way. Like Harry is our dad, and Neville's are, you know, better off. Like they better, they would have been better off dying, considering they're there. But they don't know who he is. They don't know who they are. They're vegetables. Exactly, they're vegetables, and it's just you know it's a sad existence. So I feel like that definitely would have brought Harry and Neville together. Harry would have been able to help Neville work on his confidence. And, you know, I feel like they definitely could have brought brought out the best of each other, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
And then Luna would have been a great friend as well. Like, I feel like probably probably by, like, second year or... Yeah, probably... Yeah, it would have been second year because that's when she started. Um, That Neville and Harry would have eventually find Luna and they'd become friends with her. And, Uh yeah, no, that definitely would have been a lot better for Harry. Um, But going on through his first year, I'm trying to think if there's um there's the potions class see another thing that Harry would have had more if Harry had had <clears throat> if Harry had had the chance to get like I said if he had lived with a loving family who actually cared for him and didn't make him hide his intelligence and all of that I feel like he probably would have been more interested in getting at least a few more books to help him with his subjects and or not even that he would have gotten the chance to you know he didn't get a chance to read any of his books before he got to Hogwarts because they all were locked away but if he had gotten that chance to read them he would have actually have realized that there was a message within the questions that Professor Snape asked him um, mm-hmm. on his first day of potions. Um, so, yeah, no, there's little things like that throughout the year that Harry would have been so much more ready for or so much more expectant of had he grown up in a wizarding home or even just a loving, a loving home. Mm-hmm. Um... What else was I going to say? Um, I guess we're pretty much... Yeah, no, we pretty much covered his first year. There's nothing really much Yeah, we got everything. Not really. Um, second year, again, pretty, sim- pretty similar. But again, abuse. I mean, he's being locked up. Vernon says that he's not going back to the school and if he tries to get out they'll just expel him. Like, ugh. Um, yeah, he even, mm-hmm. even pays to get bars installed on Harry's window. Like exactly, exactly. His wizard's first bar is put on his windows. I don't... I'm sorry, but like when the builders came over did they not realize that they were putting bars on the windows of a child's room? Like... I don't care how much you're being paid. Where's your fucking morals? Like, I just... What? I, I don't guess understand they didn't, that. I guess they didn't question it because there are actually people that have security bars on their windows. That's a fair point, you know? That's a very fair point. Yeah, that's a fair point. Never thought about it like that. But yeah, no, that's a part. That's a point. Um, at least that's one way that they can be explained away. But it's just... Ugh. But also the fact of how Molly doesn't believe that, you know, she doesn't actually listen to Ron when he says, Mom, they've had bars on his windows. And she was like, you know, you better hope I haven't put bars on your windows. And I was just like, I'm sorry, did you not hear what he just said? Like, yeah, woman, he just said there were bars on his fucking windows. Like, that, this is a normal. Like, uh. could have used Aquaman to 
they're they're rare tests for them to get the truth out either way, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But it's just ugh. if if she had you know if she at least listened to the comment and realized that he wasn't joking, or you know if he if she had just taken that one comment seriously, there could have been an investigation made. An investigation could have been made. And it's Why wasn't the cat flap mentioned, though? Like, they're... Say that again? The, they saw the cat flap that Vernon installed on Harry's door. Why didn't they mention that either? Yeah, that's a fair point. Oh, uh, yeah, they did. They did. That's true. But I think, you know, being kids, the bars were definitely more pressing to them, which I understand completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I know. I just... I mean, it is kind of also, it cost, it also kind of didn't really help that they didn't leave a note if they had left a note, and maybe she would have been more willing to listen, but still, it's just the fact mm-hmm. of how he says there's bars on her window, and nobody fucking questions that. <clears throat> um, so yeah, he, you know, he eventually gets out, he goes to stay with the Weasleys, um, and then you have Harry and Ginny's next um, encounter. Um, next meeting, that's what I was trying to say. And <laughs> again, you know, she's still in the fangirl stage. She puts her, she, she runs back upstairs with a squeak when she realizes that he's there. And then when they're having breakfast, she puts her elbow in the butter dish. Um, knocks her porch to the ground. Huh? And she also knocks her porch to the ground. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, I forgot about that. But, yeah, I know. I mean, from from that alone, it's just why, of all people, did J.K. have to go and choose Ginny to put, you know, for Harry to be with? Why not like, choose Hannah or Susan? Huh? Why not choose someone like Hannah or Susan, you know? Right, exactly. <clears throat> it's just, why choose someone who started off as a fangirl? Because Harry isn't a celebrity in the in the um, traditional sense. But also, he was a child who never wanted to be held as a hero, you know? So it's just like, I don't see had Harry not been kind of, I don't know. I just feel like had Harry not been, like you said, if his friends hadn't been predestined for him, he probably would have made the choice to date someone else. You know, maybe date her for a little bit, but not seriously end up marrying her and stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like there might have been a point where Harry was just like, well, you know, this is what he needs to do. This is what he should be doing because it would be him and Ginny and Harry and Hermione, oh my God, Hermione and Ron. And it's just, you know, that's how things are supposed to be. I don't know. But I feel like Harry might have been thinking along those lines at some point. Yeah. Which is a shame, because... No. But, um... The rest of his second year... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, and then... Wait, no, go back a bit. Go back to before he gets out of the... He gets away from the Dursleys. When Dobby comes to visit him... Harry is like, you know, and Dobby wants him to stay in Purvin Drive. 
Harry's like, Dobby, I can't stay here. I have to go back to Hogwarts. Like, mm-hmm. I think he says Hogwarts is his home even back then. So, you know, it's just, that just shows how dysfunctional and how isolated he was in that house. The fact that he'd rather be at school as opposed to being there even for a little a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, like that speak that that part definitely speaks volumes. Um, yeah, and why didn't Dobby say anything, you know? Yeah. I feel like Dobby probably didn't say anything because <clears throat> once again, you know, he wasn't even supposed to be there, so if he had gone to anybody else he would have gotten into a huge amount of trouble. I don't even know if he'd be able to tell anybody else being a Malfoy house elf. I don't think he'd be able to pass on the message. Mm-hmm. And when he was freed, though, he could have actually said something. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, but yeah, okay, so the rest of the second year. Again, Harry is uneducated. He didn't know that you know, parcel tongue was this rare ability and that the only person that had it in, you know, centuries beyond besides um Southwest himself was Voldemort. And he <laughs> would have known that had he grown up in a wizarding home or, you know, had he been able to do research and stuff like that. Had he had the freedom to choose whether he wanted to read more and stuff like that. Um, what else were I going to say? Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Uh, I do wonder, though. I mean, I know he was only 12, but I do wonder why Harry never thought that the hissing sound could have been a fucking snake. Because <laughs> it's like... Yeah. He realizes that nobody else can hear it but him. And even if it doesn't sound like... Even if it sounds like English to him, I think the fact of how he's hearing it in the fucking walls and nobody else can understand it should have been a huge giveaway that it must have been some kind of snake. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, just, I just think that's really... weird how he never noticed that. But, um, can you think of any other moments that stand out as Harry the person in second year? Um, that, well, um, that and how he just, you know, jumped to, uh, jumped to try and free Ginny instead of letting the staff handle it. Yes, exactly, yeah, because he was, you know, he was only 12 years old, and I guess there's two reasons. One, because he was only 12 was was a reason for why he decided that he needed to do it himself, but also because, you know, in Sorcerer's Stone, Minerva didn't believe him, Professor McGonagall didn't believe him, when he tried to tell her that there was something wrong with the stone, you know, that someone was going to try and steal the stone because she had brushed him off and didn't listen to him. He probably thought, you know, what's the point of trying to go and get, trying to go to find another professor now? They're probably not going to listen to me again, so let's just go do it ourselves. <clears throat> but also, I think, you know, him being the only parson off, he probably thought that he had to be the one 
to do it. Um, but yeah, the way he handled it is definitely accredited to accredited to his age and past experiences. Um, okay, moving on to just the rest of the rest of the time. Um, third year. I don't really feel like there's much to go with on fucking third year. What about you? There was some. Uh, I got. I remember there was verbal abuse, and mm-hmm. uh, he ended up having to blow up Aunt Marge. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, of course. Okay, during the summer. Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, th- that again. That was. That was inevitable because you know she was being. She was being a complete bitch, and she would, she wouldn't shut up. So, that was bound to happen for sure. Um, in fact, I'm surprised that he lasted as as long as he did. Honestly, like, you really can't mm-hmm. blame him at all for that. And it's just like, for people who, you know, they hate magic and everything. So, you'd think that they would, warn it her to just not say anything about his mom while she's there mm-hmm. like I, I don't understand why they didn't just do that instead of you know letting it happen and then getting mad at Harry when, some, when something happens like I'm sorry mm-hmm. you, you try being the one who's getting their parents that they loved and you know their dead parents who they loved insulted and lies are being told and then you tell me that you're not going to try to that you're not going to get angry and shit, like, it's not his fault that something actually happens when he gets angry, you know, <clears throat> because he's still, and he's not, he's still only a child, so he can't fully control his magic, um, right, but yeah, no, that was definitely something, um, beyond that, um, he had a pretty average year, that year, besides Cornelius, him. Fudge didn't question why he ran away. But. No, no, he didn't. He didn't, but he was just like, you know, oh, I'm sure they'll be, they're, they're not, they're not very happy at the moment, but I'm sure they'll be fine with you going back next summer and blah, blah, blah. And I was just, ugh. I don't, yeah. I wonder if he actually looked around the house. I don't think he did. I think he just went there. Did he even go there? Like, I don't think he I did. I doubt it. I think it was just the oblivion squad that went there and then reported back to him. I don't actually think he went there himself. Mm-hmm. Because something tells me if he had gone there himself and seen how Harry, you know, the evidence of how Harry had been treated, he definitely would have done something about it because even though he's a slime ball, he definitely always wanted to keep Harry on his good side because he saw that that would get him, you know that would keep him in the good books of the, of the public. So, <clears throat> something told me that he never actually went to the Dursley's house himself. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, third year, there really isn't much else. There isn't, no. That's, not, that's what I was thinking. There really isn't much. Um... Okay, fourth year. Fourth year is when, you know, all the stuff picks up. Again, Harry's reaction to his name coming out of the goblet, completely understandable. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to think of anything. I don't actually think, again, can you think of anything outside of the action? Outside of what was happening, like Ron, Ron being jealous that Harry's name got pulled from the goblet. Yeah. Um, and all that other stuff. We don't really know. We don't really have much else except Cedric dying and right. um, obviously Harry being traumatized, which kind of leads yeah, that's into the only fifth time. year. That is the only time that we get to see um, insight to Harry as a person again when he comes mm-hmm. up to Cedric's body and he falls into a deep depression after that throughout the whole summer. Um, you know, he's having terrible nightmares. It's completely understandable. I've said this many times, and I really do think that Harry could have benefited if they had not... If even just fucking Dumbledore had stopped seeing Harry as a weapon for one fucking minute, he would have seen that Harry needed to see a mind healer after his fourth mm-hmm. year, because that year was definitely... Like you said, it was traumatizing for him. And he needed someone to talk to about what he was feeling and all the nightmares and to be able to work through it. But he wasn't able to do that because... Yeah. All he got was Dudley making fun of him. Exactly. Exactly. Which obviously didn't help things. But yeah, I know that that year was a rough one for him. And then in his fifth year... He gets to see Sirius again, which is great. But, of course, the whole incident happens with the Dementors. And he's temporarily expelled from Hogwarts. I really mm-hmm. don't understand why... I don't, I don't even understand why the fuck they expelled him when they know... It was an emergency. Exactly, exactly. Like, they say that you can use magic around muggles in an emergency. And that's what he does. And he gets expelled. Like, what? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. They didn't even question who sent... Rules. They hmm? didn't even question who even sent the Dementors either. Exactly, exactly. Everything was just so poorly done at that point. All because Fudge didn't want to believe that Voldemort was back and all of that. Everything was just also, you know, Harry was given the, end, the short end of the straw. It was so fucked up that year and Dolores Sunbridge was the worst ugh she really was um so yeah I know you have her at Hogwarts being a complete menace using illegal objects well not illegal objects but the way she was using them it was illegal because they're only supposed to be used for a biting contract um <laughs> And stuff like that. Looking through people's mail and claiming it. Right, exactly, exactly. Hogwarts had never done that before. Like, Dumbledore, for all his faults, he never decided that he was going to go for the student's mail. So, you know, she really did take the cake for being a complete bitch that year. Um, what else was I, was I going to say? Oh, yeah, and then, of course, you have Harry having the vision in his history of magic exam and mm-hmm. rushing off, you know, instantly not realizing that it could possibly be a trap. Like, I don't like Hermione, but I really think he should have stopped to 
you know, listen and think about what if she's right, what if it is a trap, like, what are actually the odds of Voldemort having Sirius? Because Mm -hmm. the the place was under Fidelia, so how, in all honesty, unless he knew the location, how the fuck was he supposed to know where Sirius was? He he didn't know where Sirius was. He didn't didn't have his eyes on Sirius, so it actually didn't make any sense whatsoever for Sirius to have been there, you know, for Voldemort to have Sirius. So that, I get that he was panicked and everything, but once again, because... Also, this is also Dumbledore's Dumbledore's fault because he always congratulated Harry or rewarded Harry for jumping into situations head on instead of, you know, taking away points and giving him detentions like he was supposed to. And so Harry never learned to think, wait, hold on, maybe I should stop and think, analyze the situation and be like, it, could this really be, could this actually be happening? And what's going to happen if I jump into the situation without thinking about it first? Because as much as I hate to think about it and as much as we hate to say it, Harry, in a way, there are many people that are, that are to blame for that one night when Sirius um, is killed by Bellatrix. Bellatrix, of course. Voldemort. Um, not Severus, because he did actually do what he said he was going to do. He actually did tell um Dumbledore and he actually did check in on Sirius it just so happened that when Harry checked in on Sirius Creature um Creature didn't tell Creature didn't tell Sirius that Harry was there waiting for him um but yeah Harry is partly to blame even though we don't like thinking about it like that because if he had stopped and truly thought about it, or if he had run off to Dumbledore even, then, and I get, again, you know, not wanting to go there because Dumbledore wasn't talking to him that year, but if he had put that aside and gone to Dumbledore, all of that whole night could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the deputies would have turned up, but nobody would be there, simple. Or the order would be there instead. Instead of the children, and serious consequentially, um, consequently, but yeah, had things been different, had things played out differently, um, you know, lives could have been saved and just situations could have ended up differently. But um, I want to speed through sixth year and seventh year because I feel like we've been talking for a long time now, and I want to get on yeah. to. I want to get on to us talking about Harry, the like the hero side of Harry. So let's speed through sixth year and seventh year and all of the time after that. Um, mm-hmm. Can you think of anything significant from his next two years? Or at least sixth year anyway, because we know after that was the Horcrux hunting and stuff like that. Sixth year? It was most, it was pretty much the same, but um the only thing i that stands out is when uh the dursleys were mistreating harry right under dumbledore's nose yes yes okay yeah remind me exactly what happens there so when dumbledore goes to visit Mm -hmm. harry it's like it's like really late at night and and um, he goes downstairs, mm-hmm. 
and the Dursleys don't even offer Dumbledore a seat on the couch like you're supposed to, um, or a drink, and all that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, the- that scene. Okay, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the one who talks to them, and that's that's the first time that he finally mentions something about how they've been mistreating him, mistreating Harry. But it doesn't make any impact because it's just like, and I can understand why, because it's like, you know, you're only saying something now, like what happened to all the years before. If he had said something in Harry's first year, maybe it might have actually made a difference. But, you know, you're like 15 years too late, like, really. Um, like, you know, they were scared in that moment while he was there, but after that, they weren't really going to listen to him, and I can understand, I can see why his words didn't have very far-reaching consequences, or didn't have that much of an effect on them. Um, but yeah, so that year was pretty, was pretty, um, average. Harry was mostly spending his time you know, spying on Draco. He was convinced that Draco was up to something. But he technically was, mm-hmm. but still. Um, that whole thing was honestly really fucking weird. <laughs> like, yeah, it was traumatizing for Draco, too, though. Exactly, exactly. And it's just the fact of how Harry spent his whole time focused on his one fucking person. Like, you he, he don't even like him. You know, just... Just please live your life. Leave the dead alone. Huh? Why stalk someone you don't like? You right, know? exactly. Exactly. Like, and, you know, again, Dumbledore is to blame because Harry said to Dumbledore, I think Draco's after something, and he didn't give him a more substantial answer. Obviously, he couldn't tell Harry what Draco was doing, but he didn't give him enough, enough of a answer that would, you know, make Harry realize that Dumbledore knows what's going on and you don't have to it's not your responsibility to watch Draco kind of thing and so that's why it, it was just, because you know had Dumbledore given him a substantial answer I feel like the bathroom incident probably wouldn't have happened either Harry probably would have just continued on his way because he was looking for I think he was looking was he looking for Draco at the time when he found him in Myrtle's um, bathroom or not yeah he was well, actually, no, he wasn't, but he overheard Draco talking to Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went into the bathroom and didn't know what Sectum Semper did and used it on Draco. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, he's lucky that Professor Snape never goes anywhere during the school term because if Professor Snape wasn't around, I don't think anybody else knows the counter curse. Um, to Sectum Semper since it was his spell that he created. Madame Pomfrey might know it, but again, not completely, we're not 100% sure of that. So if she didn't know it, things could have been seriously fatal. Like, there, there could have been a real issue there. Like, there was an issue, but, you know, things could have turned out a lot differently. So, yeah, no, Harry definitely, he learned a valuable, valuable lesson then that he shouldn't use spells without knowing what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the next big thing is when Dumbledore is killed by Cyrus, the, 
another place where Dumbledore should learn to fucking tell Harry things more. Like, he kept so much from Harry that was not necessary for him to keep from him. Like, if he had told Mm -hmm. Harry that that... I don't know. I feel like Harry, of all people, deserved to know that he had planned his death. Considering Dumbledore knew that Harry looked up to him. Dumbledore Mm -hmm. knew that Harry saw him as his role model. So I don't know why the fuck he didn't tell him um, that I'm dying and this is going to happen. Could have, like, seriously. You know, yeah, he could have told Harry not to tell Ron and Hermione. And yes, it would have meant that Harry would know the truth about Severus, but nobody else would. But I think it would have been better than that, better that way than the way that it actually ended up. Like, I don't think it, ugh, it was just also stupid. Instead of, you know, uh, instead of uh, just showing Harry memories, he could have at least told Harry the plan as well. That's exactly, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, Harry, like I said, there's so much that Dumbledore should have told Harry they didn't. Like, he, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't have been that same day, that same night, that Harry found out that he was going to die. You know, he he shouldn't have been finding out the night of the battle that he has to die for Voldemort to die. Like, you know what I mean? But yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's just, Harry should have been told earlier. Harry should have been told, you know, if he wanted to wait... Fine, tell him in his sixth year, but he should have been told before Dumbledore knew that he shouldn't have left it to Severus to do. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, it shouldn't have been up to somebody else to give Harry that news. Like, it, it's not fair for Harry to be told by this person that, as far as he's concerned, hates him. And especially considering he wasn't even expecting anything of that magnitude to be in the memories. You know, it's just like, you can't just dump that on that person, especially... A child, like it's just, it's just fucked up. Like it's really fucked up, the way Dumbledore did things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then obviously the Horcrux hunt. Um, we all know how that went, and what was I gonna say? The, you know, the argument that, ow, shit, the argument that Harry and Ron had before Ron. Storms off. Yeah, he has the locket on, but we only. I I don't know about you, but I'm I'm pretty certain that that only amplified what he felt. Like Harry said, he would still be saying all of that stuff, even if he didn't have the locket on. It's just his anger that was amplified. But he he felt he felt that he truly meant what he had said. Exactly. That's why why I'm just like, why the fuck did Harry keep taking him back as a friend? Like. Yes, I know he was his first friend, and I know he never had friends before then. But if you have a friend that's toxic like that, everyone knows to not have those kinds of people. Exactly, exactly. It's like you know the 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 bad was starting to outweigh the good when it came to Ron, but Harry never saw that, and it's just like if he had more friends, like I said, if he had more friends outside of Ron and Hermione, then that might have been easier for him to see. Like, if he had gotten close with the twins or anyone anyone else at all in Hogwarts, they would have been able to make him say, like, Harry, like, I know Ron was your first friend, but what he said to you, you know, what he said was fucking out of order. Like, you can't seriously tell me you're actually thinking about accepting him back as a friend. Mm-hmm. And you can't seriously tell me that you trust him still and stuff like that. Like, 
you know, he needed someone else who could, who could be um, impartial about situations and tell him things that he may not want to hear, but what he needs to hear about his other friends. Mm-hmm. Because Hermione, yeah, she told him she said he didn't, he, that he didn't want to hear sometimes, but she never told, she never got wrong with him when it came to Ron. And that was a problem. Yeah. And that was because she had a crush on him. So that was why they needed another person who was completely impartial to be able to even think out. Um, okay, but now, and then obviously, you know, graduates from Hogwarts. Um, he ends up marrying Ginny. Really bad decision, but whatever. And they mm-hmm. have kids, and we don't know what happens after that. Um, yeah, we know that Harry becomes an order, which I think was the complete wrong job for him, but again, whatever. Um, yeah. Okay, now, do you want to start the conversation about Harry the Hero? Starting from his Yeah. Person? Harry always wanted to, uh, you know, be the savior, um, and he didn't really care about the consequences, you know? Um, like, he didn't care about, like, what happened, it seemed like, and, um, he, whenever someone that was related to the events that happened, like, to him, um, they either, they died or they got hurt, and he, and he thought that it was his fault that they died and got hurt, you know, and then he felt bad that they died. Yeah, no, I totally get what you mean, and... Again, that's a by that was a byproduct of um, the Dursleys neglecting him because you know he, they would always tell him that it was his his fault that his parents were dead, and it was his fault that this happened and that it's his fault. You know they blamed him for everything, so he got into the habit of blaming himself for everything as well, whether it was ever directly his fault or not, he would always blame himself for something, and. You know, the reason he was always so reckless as well is because he never, he never felt that he, ne- I don't think Harry ever thought that his life had value until either his seventh year, like either when it would have been the seventh year, the, ho- the Horcrux hunt, or after he graduated Hogwarts and started the family. But I know for the first couple years of his life, he didn't think that his life, you know, he didn't, he, he always put himself last. Like, he wanted to save the person that was in trouble and didn't want his friends to get hurt, and that's why he would always say you know what you don't have to follow me I'll, I'll go on my own but he didn't mm-hmm. see him he saw himself as expendable because the Dursley had treated him treated him like he was nothing and you know told him that he could have died that he should have died with his parents and all that so he mm-hmm. saw himself as you know not valuable which is a real shame right um and it just shows how much that Harry went for you know how it just shows how deep their words, how deeply their words had affected him. That even after, you know, even at like the age of 15 or whatever, he still is putting himself at risk. And that's because he doesn't see his life as valuable. He doesn't see his life equally as valuable to everybody else's around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like you said, of course, he doesn't find out, he doesn't find out about the prophecy until he's 15. But, once again, because the adults don't fucking do the job of getting rid of stuff, Harry always feels like it's down to him to do it. Because either he happens to be in the place where something happens, or he comes across something, and because 
you know, growing up, adults never had his side. He sees it as, oh, you know, there's no point going to an adult. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to help me. So I should just do this on my own. So, yeah, I know. He never had the chance to say, maybe I should go talk to this adult because of the way his life had been before Hogwarts. Um, And then, of course, he finds out about the prophecy after the Department of Mysteries. Extremely fucking stupid. Like, should have told him before or a little bit after. Like, did he tell him the same day it happened? Or did I just make it? When was it exactly that he told him? I can't remember now. I can't remember either. Yeah. um, I know it was pretty soon after. Even if it wasn't the same day, it might have been like the day after. I need to go reread the book. (laughs) But um, (laughs) I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up and then mention it in the next episode. But yeah, I know. It's just like, you know, he's... he, He goes for this whole battle. He loses his... Godfather, and then he finds out that there was this prophecy, and then that just compounds it even more for Harry. And nowhere when Harry, when he's being told about the prophecy, nowhere in that whole spiel does Dumbledore ever say, "Oh, but it's not your responsibility yet," or anything like that. He like he doesn't say it's not your responsibility yet. Um, he just says, "Oh, you know, it's either you, you know, you you've got to be the one to defeat Voldemort." Like. He's always pushing the narrative of Harry has to be the savior. It has to be Harry. Can't be anybody else. Like, mm-hmm. and okay, fine. If it really had to be Harry, but not really. It didn't actually have to be Harry. I mean, okay, what I think could have happened if Harry, if Dumbledore wasn't such an idiot, he could have gotten adults to be collecting like the Horcruxes, destroying them, and all that. And then when Harry is of age, have a final confrontation with Voldemort, and find he does, he deals the, you know, fatal blow, and finally Voldemort's gone. But at least then, Harry would be able to have his childhood. He'd be able to. He would be living, but also that was still a shitty way of doing things because he had, the prop. He would have the prophecy, prophecy weighing on him, and he would know that at some point he's got to kill this man. And, you know, Harry is not, Harry's too kind of a person to kill someone and just not think about it ever again. Like, I'm sure it played on his mind, even though we don't see that inner turmoil. I'm sure it did play on his mind that summer after his first year that he had killed a man. Because even though Crow was evil and he was trying to kill him, no, he probably would have killed him. He, he still didn't end up having to kill a man even if it wasn't his end goal. So, you know, that's that's another thing that we never get to see. Like, we don't get to see Harry's inner thoughts enough, in fact, at all, really. But um, mm-hmm. we only get to see them when he's grieving, but we don't get to see them at other points, which I think we should have, especially because he was supposed to be the main character. And I feel like to really understand him, we had to see what he was thinking at certain points and stuff. Um, but yeah, from the moment he steps into Hogwarts, 
you know, everybody knows who he is. Well, from the moment he stepped into the wizarding world, but especially when he gets to Hogwarts, everybody knows who he is. Everybody is like, you know, he's, he vanquished a, vanquished somebody when he was a baby, which is ridiculous, but that's what they've been led to believe. And so, you know, all throughout his whole tenure in Hogwarts, he isn't allowed to be a normal child because the adults don't step up and do their job. Dumbledore doesn't step up and do his job. And because Dumbledore doesn't, you know, he doesn't run the school properly because if he ran the school properly, he would actually not, you know, he wouldn't be rewarding um, points when they do something. He would be properly sanctioning them. Like, you know, I mean, like, in Chamber of Secrets, with the whole car incident, oh, wait, no, hold on, it's not, it's not the car. I think it's the Chamber of Secrets. I think it's when they, um, when they rescue Judy. They each get, what is it, 100 points each? And it's just like, mm-hmm. what? It's like, no. They, 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 no. They, they, broke they, were, they were supposed to be there. The huh? They broke a bunch of rules, school rules in the process. Exactly, and... exactly. They broke school rules. Like, they were supposed to be in their fucking common rooms, for one. They shouldn't have gone down there alone, number two. It's just like, a, oh my god, like. I mean, they threatened Lockhart, but that's even that's even a staff violation. I feel like exactly, exactly, <clears throat> and I think I think that's definitely on the staff though. Like that, um, what do you call it? Dumbledore Professor hired Snape was being fucking sarcastic when he said, "You know, it's your time to shine." He said, "You knew where the chamber was and everything, but they shouldn't have actually mm-hmm. sent him there. You know, they shouldn't have actually let him." you know, actually tried to send him down there because, like, but they knew that he couldn't do shit. Like, they needed to fucking mm-hmm. get off their asses and do it themselves. It was just, like, it was completely irresponsible of everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then third year, not much happened, but, excuse me, um, of course, it was irresponsible it was irresponsible of Professor Lupin to forget his wolf Spain that one night. I, I understand why he rushed off, but it's like, couldn't you have... Oh, no. I think it was more that he wasn't there when Professor Snape went to go give him wolf Spain. I think that's what actually happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He went to go give him the wolf Spain, and then he finds the parchment open on his desk. He finds the Marauder's map on his desk. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And then that's how he finds his way down to the Shrieking Shack and finds everyone. Ugh, it, it, that was all just one huge fucking mess. Um, but yeah, I know, like, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, there's nothing else from that year. And then, of course, you've got fourth year... Harry having to experience, you know, Harry having to take part in the ritual against his will. Um, I really do wonder what would have happened, like how the ritual would have went, had you know, had Harry been Slytherin, right, and he'd still ended up in the tournament, in the tournament somehow, 
um, mm-hmm. what would have happened if he had decided to, you know, like, let's, like, see if, you know, say he had been like, let me try and mess up the ritual by willingly giving my blood, like, will it being, you know, if I willingly give my blood, maybe it'll fuck up the ritual. I feel like if he had been a silver and he might have actually thought of it like that, he was too, I feel like he was too panicked in the moment to not think about that kind of thing, but I think if he had been a silver and yeah. He definitely would have had that insight to think about to think of it like that. Or just if he'd had different friends. It all goes back to him having different friends, honestly. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, for uh, fifth year, it goes back to him feeling like he has to save the day. Um, rushing off to the Department of Mysteries. Sick year, nothing really happens, except from him going on the Horcrux, like going to find the locket with Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the following year is the Horcrux hunt. But yeah, I know. And then of course at the end of that year you've got the battle, and a stupid Harry and his fucking sacrificing self decides to go to I what (laughs) what I'm thinking is that there must have been I don't believe that Harry being hit with a killing curse was the only way to get rid of that and Horcrux like I truly do believe if people like if I truly do believe that the goblins probably had like some purification ritual I don't think that's just a fan fiction thing I feel like that's actually a thing like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like goblins are a powerful race of their own. And they probably yeah. have many rituals and purification, you know, purifications and stuff like that. Cleansing rituals They're more and stuff advanced than the wizards are. Huh? Goblins are more advanced than wizards. Exactly, so. exactly. So I don't see, I really do think that had Harry known about the Horcrux before then, um, he could have spoken to the goblins and they probably would have been able to, you know, just get it cleansed out of him. I don't believe that he had to die for it to happen. Um, but yeah, the point is, the point that we're trying to make is that there's so much to go Now that we've broken it down, there's actually so much more to go over when it comes to Harry the person as opposed to Harry the hero because it also reinforces the fact of how you don't know Harry if you just think of him as the boy who lived and all those stupid monikers that he had in the books, you you don't mm-hmm. actually know the real Harry because that's not him. That's who the Wizarding World needs him to be, who they wanted him to be, um, who he was set up to be, but that's not him. He is, you know, this shy kid. Honestly, I think Harry's pretty, at least he's pretty introverted in my opinion. Um, yeah. Well, in canon, anyway. Um, who, you know, just didn't like attention, wanted to just stay in the shadows, but also wanted to succeed in life and just wanted to be loved and cared for and have a loving family eventually. You know, he just wanted mm-hmm. to grow up and be a normal person and help everybody. I think if there was no Voldemort, he just would have been a really helpful person because I just see him being someone who loves to help everybody. 
and you know loves to make sure that everybody else is happy um and always putting people other people before himself I feel like if there was no Voldemort his whole um selflessness thing could have been a lot more positive that would just mean that he was like I said always putting others before himself but yeah no it really just there's oh my god it really just shows that you don't know Harry if you just look at him as Harry Potter the boy who lived as opposed to looking mm-hmm. at him as Harry James Potter the son of two war heroes I guess so yeah this I don't know how long this episode is but I feel like it's really long <laughs> More than two hours. <laughs> Something tells me, yeah, um, which is incredible. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I will be back on Thursday. Bye. Bye.